A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Thank you for staying with us here on Money FM 89.3, inspiring interviews, Singapore stories. And this is our Power Couples segment where we pick a couple here in Singapore balancing work and personal life with kids and everything else. I'd like to welcome Wendy Hogan. She's a senior executive in digital. And Sean McEwen, a man we know well from uh, auctioneer, MC, and event host. Welcome, guys, to Weekend Mornings. Thanks Good morning, Jason. How are you? Good to see you both. And uh, I want to talk to you first, Wendy, because you're really a very successful businesswoman, uh, both in your native Australia and here in Singapore. And um, I want to hear about your journey coming here to Asia. Sure. Thanks for having us this morning, Jason. We moved here about eight years ago now. Uh, I was running the Australian business for a global media company and uh, I was promoted to run APAC. So uh, moved up here in 2010 to expand my remit to incorporate the whole region. Uh, at the time, I was pregnant with our second child. So we moved com- countries, doubled the size of my job and had a baby all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so really easy, right? And I, yeah, I, I that think was super simple. The great story, story here is that Sean, um, who comes from my hometown of Sydney and actually went to school very close to where I went to school, you were the trailing spouse. And that's a bit different to what uh, many people see here in Singapore. Yeah, it was fairly unusual back then. And I still don't think the Uncle taxi drivers have got their head around it, but <laughs> I was also the stay-at-home dad as well. Mm, so we'd mm. made a decision prior to me moving to Singapore that I was going to do the domestic duties and look after the kids while Wendy pursued her career. It was a logical choice. And how did you decide that? Did you sit down and say, hey, listen, this is what we're thinking? I mean, what, how big a decision was it? Well, Sean's the youngest of seven and has many, many uh, cu- uh, nieces and nephews, and, and I am uh, the youngest grandchild and, and not as uh, probably um, domestic as he is. So it, it was logical. It just made sense. He has always been very comfortable, and he had a kind of a role uh, in, in Australia that he could easily uh, take time off because he worked for the government. And so they were very open to year-long sabbaticals, whereas I was working in the digital media industry. Mm. It was really fast-paced, mm-hmm. constantly changing, and taking time out just didn't seem as practical. So I had eight weeks off with both kids, first one in Australia, and went straight back to work. And um, so Sean was, has always been the primary parent, which is definitely a very, <clears throat> very different situation than most people find themselves in. And I should say that you've got a seven-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. So when you came here in that role, Sean, how did you feel? Uh, as you said, the taxi drivers here took a while to get their heads around it. Yeah, it was a, it was a big culture shock. Mm. In Australia, this was relatively common. Yes, true. And very accepted. I remember going to the mother's group mm. with uh, the newborn when we had Charlie and the, the ladies there were quite open to it and mm. were very supportive. But when I moved to Singapore, it was a lot more conservative. Yep. So it, there was no real issue, but it was a little bit more to get used to. I think mm. it was a bit isolating. And it was also isolating. We ah, didn't have yeah. the family. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. of course, mm. we had a helper, which was... But mm. even things fantastic. as simple as the expat wives, you can't be a member of the expat wives if you're a man. Yeah. But it's Although also... I was for quite a while, too. <laughs> I was under the radar. When I joined expat wives, I was like number 17, and now there's, I don't know, 10,000 or well, something. Well, there's three different groups now, but... Wow. Like, 
it's that whole, you know, even mm. the school has uh, the school name Mums and, and, and all of the WhatsApp groups and all of the Facebook groups are all orientated to the mm. stay-at-home mum and the trailing spouse female. And it's hard to have them, uh, you know, accommodate a male into that because they just have rules around it and, and it's hard to break the rules in Singapore, as you know. So speaking to uh, Wendy Hogan and Sean McEwen in our Power Couples segment, Sean was the trailing spouse, uh, but in recent times, Sean, you've got a lot busier with your business, uh, with your auctioneering, event hosting. So how have you balanced things now that you're both very busy? It's been a real slow but steady progression, that one. And I've had the freedom, as we've discussed previously in this very studio, to really pick and choose the career path I wanted mm. to do with a with Wendy being the primary breadwinner. Yeah. It's given me the freedom to really experiment and forge a new career. As you know, I'm a charity auctioneer and I do a lot of uh, social uh, big Mm. engagements around town and it's something I absolutely love doing. It's taken a few years to build it up, but it's it's going really well at the moment. So Mm. I'm going to keep on that one. And Wendy, as someone very busy with with your work, how do you balance the mothering side of, uh, of your life, which I know is very important to you with your two kids? Yeah, it's interesting because in Singapore, you're really fortunate to have that domestic help in, in the house as well as um, many other, you know, in condo living, mm. you almost have an inbuilt uh, ability to to share in the in the child minding and, and everyone are going to play group type thing, like instant play group in the condo. So I travel a lot. I'm away a lot during the week. And then Sean works a lot of nights and weekends. So it's definitely mm. a balancing act. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that we see each other enough, <laughs> but mm. um, we definitely try to prioritise being with our with our kids when, we, when we're home and being present, uh, you know, and trying not to work while you're at home and always being there with the children. We definitely have leaned on. We've tested having two helpers more than once, which are... Uh, a lot of people are very surprised to hear, but mm. our kids go to two different schools mm. uh, in two different parts of Singapore. Yep. I travel a lot during the week, as we said. Sean works nights, so you just have to experiment with what works for you and your family. And how do you feel personally? Do you feel that you're getting enough time with your kids? Do you do you, you know oh, I really miss them when you're travelling? And is is it hard to really satiate that part of yourself? I think it's. I've always travelled and I've always been away from my kids. So it's something, you know, as I said, I went back to work when both of them were eight weeks old. Mm. So it's something I've always leaned into in terms of I, I need to provide for the family, you know, with money, et cetera. So that's just mm. my primary role. Uh, at the same time, I think it's healthy for my kids to to see that uh, their mum is, is uh, more than just a mum and for them to see that their dad is not you know, is is present and like he goes to all sorts of things. Like I feel, I do feel guilty sometimes. Like even recently he went to a doctor's appointment with our daughter, which mm. is something I think most mums would be horrified to hear that my, <laughs> that, that the dad was leading that conversation. But right, right. it's just the partnership we have and yes. the trust that we have. And the, I think we've just made it work over such a long period of time. And the kids are so comfortable in either of us being in either role which I think is super healthy. And I have a lot of friends who the mum is the primary parent, uh, sorry, the primary career mm-hmm. person. And you see it. Like I just think our kids are, are growing up different and I hope that that leads to 
a whole different kind of norm by the time they're in the uh, workforce. I mean, you're definitely seeing a lot more um, working women in Singapore, I think, in the time I've been here. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, you know, as we speak to, to Wendy Hogan and, and Sean McEwen here in our Power Couples segment. You know, Sean, you're a, you know, you're a rugby player, former rugby league player from Australia. You post pictures of yourself. Uh, <laughs> you know, a tough guy. So <laughs> you bring that up. <laughs> so that's that many, was a long time ago. Many, many years ago. But still, it's part of the, you know, the Aussie ma- male is, is very masculine and there's that kind of, you know, father figure kind of thing. Sure. Was, was it any difficulty getting your head around that or is it just something that you've got this feminine side, this nurturing side as well? I have four older sisters, so that's probably the ah, short answer helps, to right, that right, question. Right. Um, so, and my eldest sister, my next sister up, is six years older than me, so she probably doesn't want me to say that. <laughs> wow. So I have four older sisters. Mm. That really helped in my upbringing, yeah. and they were really great. So, you know, and it was the the late 60s, early 70s, a lot of good music around, got introduced to a lot of good <laughs> tunes. I know you're big on your music. Yes, we love our music here. So I think that's where it comes from. Mm, okay. So it's Mary 7 and, and Charlie 10, and you have an additional needs kid as well, and how does that factor in? How do you look after after him? I think that's where the experiment with having uh, more than one domestic helper has really come in because we do have a lot of different things that uh, he needs to go to. But I think Singapore has been a fantastic uh, change agent for us in that Mm. sense because the the access to medical care here and specialists as well as the schooling, he goes to a really unique school and and I just don't know that we don't know what we don't know because it's never we obviously haven't lived parallel lives. Yeah. But for us, we think Singapore has been incredibly positive for, for how we've been mm. able to develop his um, <clears throat> capacity and capability to be where he is now. Mm. And his school is just so you know it's a small school. There's ten kids in the class with two teachers, so it's very very individualised learning. It's mainstream learning, but it's it's in a different kind of environment. But that also adds to the isolation, like when you have a a kid who's different and a husband who's the primary income yeah. earner and like there's just all these little things that add up to to you being more unique than the traditional family here. It's called the Winstead School too, just to give oh, it a yeah. shameless plug. And oh, it's I wasn't fantastic. sure if we were yeah, no, allowed course, to plug yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon Look, Solomon is, yeah, is a real yeah, it's, she's it's fantastic. It's visionary. changed our lives. Mm. It really has. Wow, mm. and you don't think this kind of school would be so easily available in Australia? I, I, I don't, don't know of one. Anywhere. Yeah, mm. I don't know of one mm. like it anywhere in the world. Wow. And we're incredibly fortunate to have it here in Singapore and it's one of our main anchors. Mm. It's one of many keeping us here. We love Singapore and it's been Singapore has been very kind to us in yeah. many, many ways. We've grown as a family and, and the care that Charlie's had, not only at the Winstead School, but the doctors and all the whole journey here has been incredible. Mm. And, the, the, you know, in Australia, you get these waiting lists, like you want yeah. to see a specialist. It's nine months. Mm. You know, here it's like, you straight there. Oh, that's great. And, yeah. and the care has been absolutely phenomenal. And, and the other thing with Singapore is because of the diversity of the community, it's not as obvious that Charlie is different mm. because uh, everyone, no one can tell what grade anyone's meant to be in. Yes. Yeah. And, and so he doesn't suffer from as much, uh, uh, I guess, uh, potential bullying or ridicule, mm. whereas yeah. in Australia, everyone's the same. Yes, that's Everyone true. is yeah. like January, December mm. school time frame and everyone, if you're that age, you're in that grade. Yeah. Uh, whereas here, it's 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 much more broad. Everyone, you know, maybe if he was in it's the local system, bag. but mm. it's much, much more accepting and much easier to find your tribe. Yeah. How Australian do you feel? How Singaporean do you feel? Both the kids and oh, you. Good question. That's a tough one. Uh, our daughter was born here. 
Uh, she's never lived in Australia, but she knows she has an mm. Australian passport. She has an American accent. <laughs> she has an American <laughs> accent. watching YouTube. <laughs> yeah, thanks to YouTube. Right, right. Um, we took them on a road trip last, last Christmas uh, across Australia from Melbourne to the Gold Coast. And, and really trying to teach them that old idiom of, are we there yet? Mm. And, you know, they saw kangaroos and koalas and wombats and emus. And it, it was nostalgic for us and educational for them. I, I, I don't know that I could answer the question, though, because I feel like I'm home when I'm here. Mm. I feel like I'm home when I'm there. Mm. Uh, and I love being in both places. And just to deflect that even further, I think Australia has changed dramatically in the eight years that we've been away. And I think Australia is going through a bit of a cultural identity as well. Mm. So mm. it's pretty hard to feel part of that when you've missed that whole shift. Yep. So that's something that plays on my mind. But I, I definitely feel very at home in the community here at Singapore. As mentioned, it's been very, very kind to both myself and my family, and, I, and I'm indebted for that. And mm. you know I do a lot of charity yes, work as yeah. part of what I do, and I feel like I'm really giving to the community here. I'm, I'm well respected, always have been, mm. and, you know, it, it's just something that's fantastic. And mm. we're always discovering. Like last weekend we went to the Lantern Festival in our neighbourhood. Oh, that was fantastic. Mm. And it was so good, but it was in this uh, rehab centre that is two streets away from our house. We've lived in the same place for six years and we'd never been inside there. Wow. And it was just so, edgy, so, so fascinating. Community. The community is just fantastic. So welcoming. And the fact that you are in Singapore, there is that strong Australian connection. I guess it's there different is. to another posting if you were, say, in, you know, trying to think of somewhere like Manila or somewhere else regionally. There isn't that same connection mm. that they have uh, with Singapore. We've never been to the Aussie school and stuff, though, so we've, we always feel a little bit not left out of that, but we don't never really sort sort the Aussie mm. thing here. We've I been always it, mixed company. Yeah. It's more about the diversity of cultures. And I love, I grew up in regional Queensland, which mm. was very, very redneck, right? Yeah. And so living here and having my children go to school with upteen different nationalities and getting to celebrate all different religion, religious festivals and all different uh, national uh, icons, etc. Mm. I think learning and growing about all different religions and all different nationalities is much healthier and it, it's part of what we really love about living here. And finally, Wendy, what advice would you give to other couples out there trying to balance uh, busy working lives and, and kids and all sorts of uh, unforeseen circumstances and issues that pop up every second day? I think I've learned a lot from Sean in this regard because he's, you know, having done a lot of the meditation and, and all the different things he's been doing to better himself, it's really about focusing on what matters and letting go of the small stuff. And really, you know, I think for a long time, mothers especially are always like they know best, but it, as long as your children are healthy, it doesn't matter if it's not happening the way you want it to happen and you really have to disassociate yourself. And I think I've learned that from being a manager as well. I, when you let go of how you want things done and you just trust people and empower people to get on with it, then that's where everything works well and not no need to micromanage. Like delegating is healthier for everyone. I love that. Live and let live. Don't micromanage. Just uh, let things unfold as they're meant to unfold. Exactly. Well, many thanks uh, to Wendy Hogan and Sean McEwen, our power couple here on Weekend Mornings. Thanks, guys. Thanks for thanks having, for us, having Jason. us, Jason. Cheers, mate. 